0: <laughs>
1: How's that? hey welcome back everybody to the lights out podcast uh miguel and mike here holding down the fort. chris lytle the boss man is on the road right now but we couldn't wait we couldn't wait right mike? I no. mean, we couldn't wait come on man nah. you know nah. we have we have our favorite thing it's also chris's favorite thing but a deep dive interview with the snowman jeff munson this is 50 fight club stuff and the thing about uh, amazing thing about Jeff is if you look at sure dog he's almost got 50 fights twice right he's close to 90 fights there and that doesn't even take into account his legendary grappling career which is you know another hundred fights at least right so 50 fight club member Jeff Munson live from Russia how you doing brother
2: I'm doing good thanks thanks for having me on yeah
1: man All right. great job so so Jeff
2: Mike yeah we're so one of my favorite things about yourself is, like, you're known to protest. And one of my favorite protests was the 2004 Gracie Arnolds. So
0: yeah.
2: now that, you know, we're, what, what, 16, 17 years removed from it? Yeah. Would you mind, like, giving a brief description of what your takeaways from that moment are today?
0: Um, well, I- I found out that my, because I was really new to American top team. Um, oh, oh, there we are. Uh, I was really new to American top team. And um, all these guys are Brazilian on my team. Like, oh, I was like one of, me and Wade Rome, I think, were the only American guys, white guys on the team. everybody's was Brazilian. And um, I had, I got Pedro Pano in the final. And it was it was like twenty five hundred bucks first prize and like a dollars second prize. So back then, you know, like that many years ago, that was that was pretty good for grappling. And um, and you had to like remember, like when I went to these tournaments, it was a little different this time because I went with America Top Team, and I think I I flew with the owner Dan Lambert, took us like there in his jet and stuff like that. But most of the time, I had go to these these tournaments and like I had to win in order to not lose money, you know, because I bought a flight there and then I stayed in the hotel and like usually I stayed with like Scotty from on the mat or something like that. Like almost always I, I I'd hook up with someone to like sleep with on the floor on a, a spare bed or something like that. But um, on this, on this trip we had, I was with Dan, so That was good. But normally, man, if I, if I, I remember, like I went to Vegas and lost to, Made it to the finals and lost to um, Dean Lister, who at that time was like a, a nobody. No, 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 not Dean Lister. He's uh, that guy that had the big rivalry with Dean Lister? Um, I don't know. I think of it anyway. He, I lost to him like by advantage or something like that. Drysdale. He, he, what's that?
1: Rob Drysdale. No. Okay. My um. Keep it going, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm switching switching spots here. Um, uh, white guy. Sorry, going to get dark for a second, guys.
2: It's 3 a.m. where day. Jeff's at, I might add. Yeah. Like, we are completely upending rooms. his house while yeah, doing this I'm interview. Switching.
0: Yeah, I'm switching the rooms because uh, the baby woke up and was in with mom. So I'm just going into her room. There we go. Um, anyway... Uh, kick guy, he's real famous. Shaved his head, he found the UFC. Um, no, it doesn't matter anyway. I lost like by advantage. And man, I like, I remember this was in Vegas, and I was just like so bummed. spent like $200 on a plane ticket and my like, food and all this stuff. And I was like, I was coming back like broke, you know. So it was like, all these tournaments were like this if you didn't win, you were you, I can't, you came back broke. So I was like, really, it wasn't that I? I wanted to win, but I really had to win <laughs> because they were poor. But anyway, so I I pedal pun on the finals, and I um, I, he pulled guard, and then maybe two or three minutes into it, I put a can opener on his He has his guard closed, and so he taps almost immediately, like a heart, like bam, 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 like not just like oh it hurts, like but like I'm dying, like tap. And um, so he jumps up and it's like immediately goes to the ref, starts complaining. And I, I raise my hands, I win. And um, I'd beaten him like the week before, or maybe two weeks before in, in Florida. And um, he be, he had beaten me like a year earlier, in Abu Dhabi. So it kind of had a rivalry going. And um, so he's complaining that like it was against the rules, and this, and I was saying no, it wasn't against the rules. And um, so it's just like a big, I guess, I, I thought it was like half hour, but I guess it was like 45 minutes or so. And it was just craziness. His team and my, like America Top, they're screaming in Portuguese for 45 minutes going back. At some point during this, I'm just like, you know what? But I went back on the mat and I just, I went get on my knees and I'm like, I might, like, like saying, let's go, let's go, let's, let's fight well, again.
2: The referee also called for additional time two or three different occasions over the uh, the intercount.
0: Yeah, yeah, he and 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 Cooper. um, What's John Cooper? John Cooper. He was saying, okay, let's just restart it. Like, go from there, and um, and then uh, but uh, and you were fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I was fine, even though he told me because I I I just knew I was gonna beat him. I just like I had his number. I had like he was he didn't want to fight. Like he just didn't want to fight. I'm like, who? I couldn't. That's what I couldn't understand. It's like somebody that's a competitor. He'd, he won Abu Dhabi in the year that he beat me. And I'm like, this guy doesn't want to fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, he doesn't want to grapple. Like, it's crazy. It's like, you're not gonna get hurt. It's like, you don't, you don't want to compete. Like, why are you here? So he's just looking for a way out. And I think it, I think he set this up. I think he just planned this, you know? So it's, it's crazy. But anyway, um, they go on and on. And then at some point, some, some couple that had, had, uh, Taped the interview, um, or I taped. Uh, I had done interviews and was taping the tournament. Said, "Hey, here's here's the rule meaning," and showed um, Pels and Gracie saying, "Yeah, you can open the. You can oh, use a can opener to open the guard. Once you open the guard, you gotta let go." Like, oh, it's just right there. Like, they're like saying it's right here. You said it from your mouth. And he's he just going, No, like, I know the rules. I made this tournament. And like, the, you said the rules that, that you were asked this question. So it was going on and on. And at some point, Helsen. I mean, Pedapano was like saying, Oh, we're not going to bring our guys here anymore. We're going to blackball you. Like, you're going to be, you know, all this other stuff. Like, who are they school,
2: saying this to?
0: They're saying this to, to Helson Grayson. Like the um, Jake wow. he's he's saying, and I didn't know what he was saying. They told me later because it was all in Portuguese. But they're just telling him like we're gonna, like you, we're gonna run you out of town. We're gonna, like you're not gonna be welcome back in Brazil. Like all this stuff, I don't know how much of it they could actually follow through with. But um, anyway, I mean Pedopano was a big name, especially at that point. You know, Wappy champ and this. So he, I mean, he had some pull, but I don't know what he could have done. Um, but anyway, and He goes, in my mind, you're the winner. And he told the referee, whoever the ref was like to announce him the winner. They raised his hand. I took him down, the ref and then all hell broke loose. And I pulled down I remember going out, I pulled down the like speaker wires and like the thing fell down and all this. I was just pissed. But I mean I and I uh Pedapano did he did split the money at the end. Um so I can't my my teammate went up to him and said, "Are you gonna do? Are you gonna at least follow through with that?" And he did. So, um, but that yeah, was crazy, man. It's crazy.
2: So the one thing that gets neglected in this story, whenever it's retold, was we, I, I was there, like for the not yeah. for that portion, but for the earlier like part of the tournament, I was. And what's neglected is is that your teammate Wade Rome. It was arguable that Wade actually should have deserved points that he never got. And because of that, he lost his match against Peitapano. Yeah, in the semis. In the semis. So it really should have been you and Wade Rome in the finals.
0: Yeah, that was that I I didn't watch that match because obviously I was grappling myself. So but yeah, it was pretty controversial that he even made the finals. So, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. This is this was the second time at the Arnolds I got I got really, really robbed. I got robbed like two years earlier against an American top team guy that before was American top team. Believe it or not. So um, tell, tell that story, Jeff. <laughs> well, you know, Dustin Dennis. Oh yeah. Clean. Oh yeah, was, yeah for sure. This is before I knew the guy. And so I went to the tournament and um, we did just, it was a super match. It was like for two grand. And so I had to win to get two grand. You had to win. Um, and so I had, I really like a man, I bought my own ticket, the same, same scenario. And so I did uh, a batch with them and they go, the rules that you can't pull guard or it's like, or you lose your points, you lose two points, you pull guard, you know, and there's no, there's no, uh, advantages points only. If it's a draw, you split it, you split the grand. Right. So, okay. So I, I do this match with them. And Dan Lambert, all these guys that I, I didn't know any of these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Because this, bef- this was before America Top Team. This was what I think it was Silveria, Silveria Brothers at this point, Marcelo and Conan Silveria.
2: Sure. Yeah. Like,
0: and so uh, he pulled guard right away. So I think, okay, it's 2-0. And like five, maybe like four or five minutes into it, we go out of bounds. I look at the scoreboard, it's 0-0. And I'm like, what the hell? you know? And I complain and they're like, like they acted like they didn't. That wasn't part of the rules. So anyway, I think, like, whatever. So this next part, like nothing happened for a few minutes. I try to pass the guard. Try to pass the guard. Nothing. Nothing. And then they go, um, like man, I got, I got to score. I can't. I can't. I gotta like win this fight. I can't do a draw. And so I, for the next five minutes, I just went. I think it was a ten minute match. I just went crazy trying to pass, trying to pass, trying to pass. I got put in probably. Two or three arm bars, two or three triangles, you know, I mean, I got out of everything, but we ended up match nothing and then they raised his hand and I'm like, I thought there were no advantages and uh, they same thing Helsing came out and goes you're the winner, like just said, like, I mean, so I, I threw a fit. Like I, I, I shook his hand because he had nothing to do with it, but I bitched and complained, not nothing like the Arnold's or later with, uh, pen I was bitching. And, and, um, I remember, uh, Dan Lambert later, he goes, man, I didn't know. I thought you were just a little bitch. <laughs> like you're complaining and stuff like before. And I knew you and I go, man, like I really got robbed. Like I'm, I'm so, um, I'm so hard on myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, and there, i didn't win that didn't deserve to win it even though i pulled guard but i definitely didn't lose it so i don't know i'm i'm not hard on myself if i didn't if i uh
1: you, you wanted, if i didn't you deserve
0: it to win, you
2: know okay I, so I l- let me backtrack a little bit so in that patapano incident uh elio Soneca sucker punched you is part of like the melee that all went down yeah, yeah. in fact Uh, Carlos Diaz another American top I mean one of the guys that were there and he actually went after him and I I believe Wade Rome stopped him was I, I I remember being like at the like the melee after like everything kind of went down and and caught up with it did you ever run into any of these people that you had issues with like John Cooper, Elio Soneca or Helson what were your interactions with these people after this event. Uh, well, the guy who sucked, he's a little guy who tried to
0: sucker punch you, right? No, he definitely punched you. Yeah, but he's a little guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I never. Yeah, no, I never had a con. I never. I don't know if I ever saw him again, but he definitely I never had con or never talked to him. Um, John, I mean, with Cooper and stuff, like I, I came back. I was barred the next year from the tournament. Also. Then after that, uh, I came back the following war and won again, and um, there's no problem. And then Patapano, of course, I fought him again, so I fought him, grappled him, so that kind of got laid to rest. I really never, I, didn't, I mean, I just
2: beat that didn't compete, but I didn't really have any hard feelings against him because I don't how, know. How I, do you think? How do you think your matches, like your grappling matches with Pato affected? Your rematch with him—I should say—I should say your your fight with him because it was your first time in under you know MMA roles in in the UFC in 2006. Um, I mean, I just made me think I was going to win
0: because I didn't respect him. I didn't respect him as a fight. You know, I think if he can't. He can't. He's afraid to grapple me, like because he's afraid to lose. It's definitely not going to you know, fight. I mean, he did better fighting than I expected. He really worked on, like, he kicked me quite a bit in that fight, I think. Um, but I didn't I didn't ever think he could beat me. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. I had no fear of him, like, as a competitor. You know what I mean? Like, like someone like, uh, like Xander Ribeiro, something like that, I have, like, I respected, like, getting subbed or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I had to be careful, and, like, I respected his... You know, I respected Palpano's, like, ability, but I didn't respect that he could beat me. You know, so, I
2: did, did you think that there was a mental aspect going into it? Because of that, as well as, were you surprised that he even took the fight?
0: Um, I mean, it's just, it was his chance, I guess. You know, I just thought when they gave, when they offered that fight, I was, like, I was pretty excited. Was, I was like, this guy wants to fight, fight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because, like, at the Arnold, for example, if they... If, if it was a point of like oh he wants to fist fight me i would i would have felt like i was going to beat his ass you know what i mean but um yeah so i was i guess i just thought he couldn't beat me you know what i mean he did better than i expected and I, it wasn't my best fight but um i just, I oh, just you stopped
2: him. him i mean you won by tko
0: yeah i could i actually know. it was a decision actually was it a decision i
2: thought
0: yeah. you by tko okay yeah and i i i i heard him a couple times but um yeah like it wasn't my best fight but anyway i was i was never like i he, i was never in danger i was never threatened i was i just think that in all my matches i was never really threatened by him so
2: okay all right so i you know you've got such like a real long and illustrious career that i've just picked a couple highlights up for us to talk to uh i talk about uh one of which was ufc 29 japan i saw that that bout was scheduled for ufc 28 in atlantic city and yeah. it got postponed and pushed to the very next event. What's the story behind that postponement? So I had uh, in New Jersey, I trained really hard
0: for this fight. And I was really like jacked up for it. And I had um, uh, but you know, like back this is UFC, not under Zufa. And so um, they had um, you know, I had the medicals like the day before, like in New Jersey and I came back, uh, I had some calcium deposit which i guess is pretty common in the brain but they didn't have enough time to check it out to to clear me Mm. and so uh, they wouldn't let me fight i found out like a few hours before the fight like i had already made weight i'd already weighed in the day of the fight um or the night the night before i I found out probably three hours before we were walking out to the to the ring because i was getting an iv at the time actually to to rehydrate and um they're like, oh, don't bother. You're not, the fight's off. So they rescheduled it for, for Japan. And, um, you know, I had a grapple, There's one, one month later, I had a grappling match with Mark Robinson, a big tournament. Um, and I had to keep my weight low and man, when I was pretty drained when I went to, uh, when I went to Japan. So I was, um, it was a terrible fight, terrible fight. Really. He, he beat the hell out of my leg, broke my rib, like smashed me. And, um, yeah, I was it was, uh, it was a it was a it a learning experience. That's for sure. Like he was he was at a a different uh, different fight level. He had a, a better understanding of a fight game. I mean, I just really realized it at that point.
2: Now, now Matt Hume was your corner at that event, and Dennis Hallman. Uh, yeah. I think Dennis Hallman actually fought on that event. Um, how was your experience with Japan? Was that, then it was kind of the Wild West days. You know, yeah. in in that country.
0: So yeah, Dennis won by he Mark, uh, Matt Hume, like hey, quick. Hume. Yeah, Matt Hume, like quick, quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, Matt Hume was like uh he he won quick. Um, so yeah, I remember Dennis and I were cut. We both had to cut a lot of weight, so we're cut weight, and um, so the main event was um, Yuki Kondo against um. You know? Um, help me out here, Tito. Uh, yeah, Tito Ortiz, and so we're and uh, so I, and I'm fighting Chuck Liddell. You know, Tito and Chuck are friends at this point. Um,
2: and so, <laughs> so we're wait, all the, Tito a- and Chuck made their pact at this point. Mm-hmm. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a whole documentary at Jeff. It's phenomenal. Like Liddell is just like I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> so go ahead. I apologize. Go oh, ahead. I, you oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at least they're they're, they're friends at this point, point. and so, okay. <laughs> um, but we're all cutting a lot of weight. Yuki Kondo, he's like 195 pounds soaking wet, and so we're and this 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 is when UFC this is at 200 They're 199. You had to weigh under 200, not 205. Okay. And so we're I'm cutting a lot of weight. Dennis cut a lot of weight, and I remember I being in this. They wouldn't let me in the the main workout area because of my tattoos, because of that. In Japan, like tattoos are associated with gangs and stuff like that, or, or the mafia. So um, like they're really looked, even taxi I couldn't get in a tie, some taxis wouldn't give me a ride because I had a tattoos and stuff. So it's, it's crazy there. wow. It's, it's really like the mafia, the only people that uh, that at, at this time only had only like mafia people had tattoos. Um so I got into uh So we're cutting weight in this other, in like the actual hotel downstairs instead of the like workout facility for all the other people. And so we're working out and like in the steam rooms and out on the bikes and and we're dying, man. And I'm like, I'm done because I, I I've been cutting weight for like really up six weeks at this point for the other fight. And now again, and I'm done. So I like got on this thing and I was like, just barely over 200 pounds. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. And so. I go in this, like, cold pool. It's, like, a free, like, really cold, like, water it feels so good. I'm not drinking it, obviously, because I can't put on weight, but I'm, like, gurgling it and, like, dumping it and just, like, oh, God. And these, like, uh, Japanese guys, like, business guys come up with so the towel. They come and they sit down, the, like, at the edge of it, put their, like, their ass and their balls and stuff, and they're, like, they're scrubbing. Like, it's just for – that's all it's for is, like, to put your – like your ass in there. It's like a big bod- boday kind of thing. Oh God. But I was like, I don't know if you've ever been so tired that you just didn't care. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> And so, Gosh. but anyway, so yeah. after we're done, like, okay, this was the, this one, like the doctor's scale downstairs, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty close. And um, so we go to the lady that was in charge, like the assistant, and I go, hey, can we check the road? Yeah, it's Yuki Condal's, like, bathroom gym scale. It's like a bathroom scale, like is, on the is floor. It, is, guitar- is, it,
1: is the lady uh, Elaine McCarthy? What's that? What's her is name? That, was it Elaine McCarthy? Was it John's wife's uh, dude? No. Name? Okay.
0: No. And, um, yeah, I can see her. I just can't think of her name, <laughs> Um, And so we go into uh, – she, she just gives us her key to the to the room, so we go into her room, find the bathroom scale, the, the the official scale for the UFC, and we get on it. I'm like six pounds, five and a half pounds over. I'm like, and Dennis is the same. I'm like...
2: After the cut? Huh? After, After all that... Time.
1: No, they, yeah. they cut, they check themselves on the official scale ahead no of time, way. and they're five over.
2: No
0: yes. way. Yeah, so I'm like... Break the scale, Dennis. <laughs> like break it. So he gets on, he gets get on the like right guy. counter, and jumps down on the scale. And now we're like fourteen or fifteen pounds over. And I'm like, "Fucking just bust it down." So he he jumps on it like three or four more times, and then we get on it. When we kind of like lean back a little bit, we're like, uh, "I'm like one under. Like <laughs> I'm like half under. I'm like okay, okay." So we put it back. We, like, run out of there, sneak out for everything back the way it was. And we're like, okay. So um, being, like, fair, we went and talked to Tito and said, bro, like, uh, go check yourself on the scale. And if you lean back a little bit, and I, and I told Chuck, too, I'm like, man, I don't want to, like, screw you. because, But they, they're they trying to screw us. So we, we can at least be on the same page. And so get, go check your weight now. But lean back a little bit. If you lean back, you'll like be on weight, you know, or be at whatever. So the next morning, when they had we had the the weigh in, it wasn't. It's nothing like the UFC now, man. You know, UFC now they announce your name and they do the face off. All this. here it was like a like a like a high school wrestling meet. People just kind of lined up as they are. They come in there, you get on. They check. They check your weight. Okay, this guy's made it. Okay, this guy's made it. And so we were the first in line. We were like there half an hour early. Students like, okay, we're we're up. Okay. So we weigh in and we're up and down the Gatorades and everything like, like quick. And um as soon as Yuki Kano got on, he's like, What? No, he's like 10 pounds under or something. He knows that we fucked with the scale. <laughs> and so he's complaining, the wrestler complained, and they're like, no, no, we have to use a different scale, and we're and we're like. And we're like Matt Hume is like bro, they've already been drinking. They're they're over. You know, I mean, they're going obviously not going to make weight twice, so there's no way. So it's a big big ordeal. Um, but um, uh,
2: they, I mean, what Matt can they say? They were, were cheating. So was Matt Hume in on it as well? Um, he knew about it. That's, we told him. that's the best guy. That's yeah, the best and, guy if, to if, coordinate everything,
1: especially in, yeah. Japan, in Japan. If you need somebody to argue your case, that's a good guy to stand behind and just yeah. let him do the talking.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, they they were ready to. I mean, Yuki Khan. They were ready to like start pulling fights and stuff. I mean, they were that angry that like because we wouldn't get on a different scale or you know that and we're like no no no. So you know, actually on a different scale, we probably would have still made weight even after drinking, if because we're you know what I mean. But, as long
1: as it was legit, right? Yeah. yeah, we
0: made it legit. And that's what we had. We didn't feel bad about it because we we legitimately suffered and made weight. So it wasn't like, and even the night and after we made like we screwed up the scale, whatever, like we didn't, you know, at that point we were right on, just like we were downstairs at the the, the doctor scale. So we're like, we're on like we would be at annoying, you know, if, even if they brought in a doctor scale, like or what they didn't use Yuki jacked up scale. We'd we'd still make weight because we legitimately made weight, so we didn't feel bad at all about
2: this. So. He, you know, you got to imagine Yuki, one person after another making weight, and he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" You know? Yeah. That's, well, that's, he was like, he
0: knew they would make he because everyone was going to obviously check their weight on the scale, but they were they were going to have to suffer more. They were going to have to like lose five more additional pounds. He, he like, you know what? I'm fighting Tito Ortiz, and he's big. He's a big. 200 pound guy you know i mean that he's probably 230 walking around i'm gonna make him suffer and lose more weight and hurt more and like dehydrate everything else so yeah
2: yeah i mean if the organization is going to give you the official scale it would be foolish not to tilt it your way anyway you know yeah like, yeah right so, so what would you how would you describe your relationship with dennis Hallman? <laughs> crazy crazy <laughs> So can you give us a few yeah,
1: examples? Cause we,
0: we've heard stories. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I met, man, i Dennis and I met at a tournament, a wrestling tournament, like, in you know, he's from Yelm, which is a little, little hick town close to Olympia, Washington, where I'm from. And so we met like, uh, after our senior years, no, after I, after I was done with college and, um, we started hanging out a little bit because we're at some wrestling tournaments and then he got me in. He kind of the one that kind of said, Hey, come to Matt Hume, come you know, train with me, this kind of thing. So he kind of got me into it a little bit. Um, and he showed I remember we used to work out all the time. And um at this point, like I couldn't figure out jujitsu, I couldn't figure out grappling. I remember him like trying to teach me an armbar for like him just going, Jeff, like, I can't understand how you can't get this. And I, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it was strange. But, um, anyway, like, we're not his. I remember we we're at his house one time and, uh, we always messing around with each other. And he's lived in this little hick area and we're, we're going out and he's got his like, uh, recycling bins outside with like full of, you know, bottles and all this stuff. So I'm driving when I drive away, I like, knock it over on purpose i drive over and, <laughs> and i laugh he's he's in the yard with his kid and i'm laughing i'm going hey see you later <laughs> you know I drive away so the next day at work man, i saw so i'm working in a mental health facility like mental like i have a like i'm a at this point i have a master's degree in psychology working with like severely mentally ill people i have my own office you know in the local uh, mental health uh at the county mental health building and stuff so it's, it's like it's a big big thing you know and he comes um to my work i don't know he's at my work and the secretary calls back to my office and said um i think you should go out and check your car there's somebody messing with your car and so i'm like oh but I, I i just knew it was him it was weird <laughs> I, <I'm>, I just, <laughs> So I come to my, I, I go out there and my car, like he's driving away with my front passenger seat. They, him and his buddy went and unscrewed my pass, my, my driver's seat of my car, took it and drove. It. So I, I have no seat to sit on in my car. And so <laughs> what? And then, um, and then I get a call like a couple hours later it goes, uh, hello, it's Jeff Munson. Uh, we have a we have a um, prisoner of war, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have, you have to like I don't know. It was some stupid like admit that I'm the king or something like that. And I go no, forget you. So I think I put a bag of leaves or something in my car to, to make it home. And as I get home <laughs> that night, I come to my house and this this member, I'm poor, so I live in a little. um
2: what do you call it's an easy it? way a to ma- get your ass whooped if you're Dennis Yeah, I might add. Ma- you know what yeah. I mean? A poor, angry dude that's you know a heavyweight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta. Um. So keep in mind, he's the wrong person to mess with because he's got. He's from this little town of of Ye- of Yom, and he's like the king there. Like he's like he's <laughs> in the UFC. He's you know he won the state wrestling titles and UFC. Like he's. He's the king, so he's got all these lackeys that would do anything. These young guys that will do anything to be his buddy. So he had nothing. So he's got he had an army of guys that are willing to do anything for him. And so it was one against like a town, really. And so <laughs> so I come home, you know, like five o'clock or five thirty. I come to my my home, my modular home, and the the roof is flat you know it's like a modular home all the furniture of our living room is on the roof like like he took him and his buddy took my couch my tv the the chairs the all the things and set up you know but he set it up like it like like set it up set it up not just dumped it up there set it up like the couch was here. It was all, like all arranged nicely. Like, like you just have a living room on top of your house. The cat was up there. The cat hopped up there, was sitting in one of the chairs. So I, um, so, so I didn't man this and this, So this thing went on and on. Um, I can't, I can't really say what I did back to him, but he, he got me back. So one of, so he, he got me back. I um, did some stuff to him. Event like went to his house, but he got me back. I went to this, uh, we were actually got called to do uh, one of my, um, his dad's friends was a um, dentist and he had a big uh, Halloween party every year. It was Halloween like massive. He just, decked it out it was an adult halloween party and um so he said he'd come be security at this park it was out on a like a farmhouse and all this like uh like in the barn and all this and so you go you can dress up have fun just just make sure nothing bad happens you know it's like okay so we went and we did this with security and all this stuff and um so he he gives me an envelope at the end of the night and he and with picture he goes this uh, is for your ride home. So me and my wife were like, oh, "What the hell is this?" So we look at the um, envelope. We open the pictures on way. Like, so during this party, some of his lackeys went to my house, broke in, <laughs> and they no, I, you know, I got it wrong. It was before they had broken in at some other time because he gave me the pictures, and he had it showed him urinating. Like it showed my toothbrushes, showed the toilet, showed, showed him urinating on the toothbrushes, like all of them, just in case, you know, I said, no, that wasn't the one I used because he got all of them. And then he put it, he put them in this envelope to show me like, and so I don't even know when he had done it. You know what I mean? So it was like,
2: basically, you're, you're not safe. No matter so what so do. how do you still maintain a friendship with an individual that's <laughs> like, like pushing it to this limit? I, I, I don't know. I, I guess both have
0: six sets of humor or something. But, you know.
1: Well,
0: let, let me, let me, you know,
1: for those that it's not clear, he's talking about Dennis Hallman. And when you're talking about, you know, one of the guys that has some things on his resume that are getting forgotten, and you, you mentioned it, he beat Matt Hughes. He beat Matt Hughes and then did it again, you know. Nice. And uh, he was a hell of a fighter. And he would have been. You're you like you said you're tracked to Matt Hume. You guys were on that original Abu Dhabi team together, so yeah. talk a little bit about Holman as a fighter before Mike takes him to the next uh, step yeah. of the interview.
0: He he's one of those guys that just, uh, especially with the the grappling part, um, amazing man. He just has. I mean, you know, you know, there's there's different kinds of intelligence. You know, some people like can hear music. Me- and, and like play it, like learn how to play piano like quickly, or learn how to learn like two or three different languages like easily, or you know, are good with math. And then there's the sports, you know, the sport thing, like people who are able to do certain kind of moves. He just could see something to like Matt would teach him, and then he would have, he would know it after one, Matt would show him one time and he would figure it out. And then he would, not only that, he would like be able to add stuff to it or like his own thing. And, um, and he was also able to teach it really well, which is also, you know, there's a lot of good like fighters and jiu-jitsu guys that can't teach really, you know, they just, it's a different, it's a different kind of ability to be able to teach. And he just spent, he just, I'm amazed. Cause I like now something clicked with me a few years ago where I just like understood it all of a sudden or I never did before. Like I just, I just didn't get it. Um, but some could, and now. I can teach it. I understand it. I can figure things out. But he's at a different level. You know what I mean? He's he was always at a different level than even that. And so yeah, I'm. I'm it's quite amazing. Um, you know, I just think I think with uh,
2: more discipline, I think he could have been even wow. better than he. was. You yeah, the one thing that's kind of surprising to me that it's not well known. That him and Jens Pulver are both from the same state, and there was like a rivalry between those two dating back to high school. Like there yeah. was genuine like neighborhood issues between the two of those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, I think there was. You know, they, they both wrestled and they both had the background, and there there was something Um, like I like. You look back, I'm still surprised he he didn't beat Jens Pulver. You know, Jens Pulver is a little underrated, I think, as a fighter, even though he won the UFC. Titled, but I mean, I think Dennis was like quite a bit better than John. Than I, I think, than Jeff yeah,
2: it, you know, I mean, a resume speaks for itself. He's got two wins over Mad Hughes, you know. Um, all right, the one thing's like when I look at, I think we're having a little issue with your volume, Jeff. I don't know if it's being obstructed or not. Um, one more time, is that better, yeah. So okay. Sometimes, like, when you look at people like fighters in general, there's one thing that stands out on the record where people go, wait a minute, that's their coming out party. Like, this is when, like, they really leveled up and became who it is they were, you know, they were route to becoming. And on your record, that person, uh, it took place in a WEF, and it was Forrest Griffin. I remember watching that fight, listening to it, but when I rewatch it years later, my opinion of it is a little different than what it was when I first remembered it. What is what do you recall about you and Forrest Griffin in your bout and your feelings about it? Um. Well, I mean, at the time,
0: you know, I just I I I got like heat exhaustion in this fight, and um. So the, they did it. I just remember them doing it. Like I felt I won the fight, and then we went into an overtime. And um, in the overtime, uh, he just kicked my ass, <laughs> like, you know, for that. It was like uh, – and then I remember, like, just not being able to even make it back to the locker room. Um, not from not from being beat up, but just from the heat exhaustion. I remember we got back in the shower. They put me in the shower for, like, 10, 15 minutes. I, I couldn't I couldn't even – I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't, like, lift my finger. I couldn't get – I was still in my shorts and my, and my gloves. I couldn't move. And then it just something like the temperature got below a certain point and I was, oh, okay, everything's normal. I remember we went out to like a restaurant afterwards and all the stuff with the guys. I was just disappointed in the fight. But I felt like I hadn't even, felt like I'd worked out hard, like cardio workout, but didn't even feel like I was like that tired. I hadn't, you know, I could like, oh, I can go fight again. Um, and then I looked, you know, when I look at the fight on the film, I thought, man, I, I really won all three rounds. I thought I like so it. too. Like, I took him down a bunch of times. I kept standing us up. I kept taking him down. Like, you know, I didn't do much. I didn't do any damage, really. I mean, I, I was trying to hit him. I didn't just hold him. But there was, like, no damage at all to either one of us during the fight. But, like, I
2: absolutely controlled the fight. It was like. Uh, Did you think I, the referee like, was a little slanted against you and his, t- his style of fighting that you employed? I mean, I, it's just
0: one of the local guys. I mean, he's, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I mean, he he's just a local guy, local hero, like Forrest Griffin. We he was Athens, Georgia, and uh, his home crowd. And I, I, I think that I mean, you, you don't like to say that played into
2: it, but I mean it I think it was pretty obvious that you were in like dominant positions working and the referee would just stand you up arbitrarily for like no reason whatsoever when like I don't know. I got you know, and then here let's let's look at the other factors. Jamie Levine, um We've talked about him several times on this podcast. Uh, He was a promoter for the WEF. What was your relationship like with Jimmy Lee? What are your personal feelings about him?
0: Well, I just, um, most most of it's just all the stuff I've heard. You know, like, none of it good. Um, He did this and that. But, you know, Dan Lambert owned American Top Team. And he, Dan, like, supplied him with a lot of fighters. And I think helped him out like financially or, or made it like like cost effective for him to have fights, have our fighters on the card. So like I don't think he would ever he he wouldn't want to make Dan angry. Um um but I don't know. I mean I mean I don't think I don't think uh Levine had anything to do with me not getting the decision in that fight. But um like, yeah his I mean his track record I
2: guess speaks for itself. No, well, did, did, did you hear the ref or the uh, judge's scorecards? It was 13-8, 12-4, and then something inaudible. Like, I don't know what scoring system they, they applied to your fight for to even go into overtime, but a 13-8 and 12-4 needing an overtime period, I don't even know what that means.
0: No, I don't know. What's a 12-4? Like, I, I have no this idea. Isn't,
2: this isn't baseball.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I,
2: I – I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, there's so many red flags about that fight. Um, Like you said, it's his hometown. The referee standing up. Like to me, it's like you know that that's not his coming out party. Unfortunately, you know, it's uh, Jeff. I thought you. I thought you got robbed. Um, Let's move on to uh, Tim Sylvia. So you fight Tim Sylvia for the UFC title. Yeah. But what's alarming about that fight is that you're you have a three win one loss run in the UFC. You get a title fight, and then right after the title fight, you get released, and you end up going to Pride, I believe. Yeah, well, we asked for the release.
0: Really? Yeah, we asked for it because I, because I, what happened is uh, I got so I fought him, and I knew it was going to be forever. It was a, it was a terrible fight. It was like, a yeah, matter of fact, it's funny because I, just scanning through, like, uh, like the internet the other day, I just said the ten worst. Like uh, I was looking at saw some, uh, some video with me, and then showing some move position for my class, and then I just see you know how they have like related things, and then and then it said the ten worst, the ten worst UFC title fights, and I guess I was number five. So yeah, hey,
2: at least you weren't number one.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the number five, and so I so I read it, you know, like oh what why, but yeah, I was terrible. It was a terrible even. Even if I had won, it would have been a terribly boring fight. Um, but, man, I trained really hard for that fight, and it was, like, really disappointing uh, to lose. And he just fought smarter than me, but it's uh, – a, a story about that is – so, Tim, after – you know, I, I thought about that fight probably every day, almost every day since that fight. You know, it was like – because because your life changes. You know, you're like, oh, I fought for the UFC title, or I was the UFC champion at some point. It's a big difference, big difference, and so it would have changed my life at some a, a little, at some some way, you know. And I, I'll never know how, but um, so I thought about this fight. I thought about so in Russia, you know, I always, I always, you know, think about in the the, the mayor of the city say, hey, we're putting this grappling tournament on, and is there anybody who want you to do a supervisor? Anybody? Anybody in the world you want to fight, and I was thinking, yeah, all these jujitsu guys. Is this? And I thought, fucking Tim Sylvia. And uh, so they go, really? And they go, yeah. And they got to hold of me. He, he's like, so he's a brown belt jujitsu, and he goes, yeah, I'll do it. And they so they paid him the money, got him the visa, he flew out here, and so I did a. It was like the main event. So I did this grappling match with him. Like how many years later after the you know this was like three years ago. And so yeah, I I got him and subbed him this time. But I was like, like afterward, I was, I mean, I told him because we went out to we went out to dinner afterwards. We kind of like we're kind of buddy buddy a little bit now, even though yeah, why not? not? Sure. And so we yeah we talk a little, we text once in a while and so Um, even though like we're, we're way different, but we're like you know, yeah. so we yeah we're, we're both competitors. We both respect each other.
1: It's a lot of um, mutual but experience, I, man. A lot of yeah. mutual experience.
0: And I tell him, I go, I go, bro. I'd sure love to d- switch the wins with you. <laughs> like I'll take the UFC win, and you can take this grappling one. But, um, but he told me, you know, because we were talking about the fight afterwards. And I go, um, we we're at the dinner, and we we're talking about our UFC fight. And I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like I, I remember I lost the first two rounds, close, like just controlled by trying to get down. But man, I was, I, I didn't feel nothing, man. I was in the best shape of my like the best shape. And I thought I'm fine, man. He hasn't hurt me. I'm doing good. And then the beginning of the third, I thought I'm I'm still I'm going to win this fight. At the beginning of the third round, like 30 seconds in, I take you down. And then like I don't know I don't know what the fuck I did on tide. I didn't do anything on top. I couldn't pass your guard. I like I was at north south one time and then you flipped out and he said Jeff, when you when you passed my guard when you went over, I elbowed you in the side of the head. And you were out for like a second and a half. Like you were and I I was like, John, John, he's out, he's out. You were out. And by the time John got there, you were like conscious again. And so you kept fighting. But like you were like I was out because I don't remember the fight hardly. I don't remember what happened in the third, fourth, and fifth. I remember a little bit of the third. I don't remember nothing in the fourth or fifth, like zero what happened in the fight. And I was like, he yeah, he like goes, man, I I knocked you out. Like,
1: you know, with all, elbow, right? with all due respect to Tim Sylvia. And you know, you said he's a brown belt and he's got his grappling, you know, what he's done. But nobody gets out of Jeff's north-south position,
0: man. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, but he in this fight he did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had him in and I just didn't I just waited there. And man, I I I I've never looked at, I've never watched this fight fully. Um, I just so can't, but I watched a little bit of that third round and I was like, what am I doing? You know, I mean, and it makes sense now. But I mean, just that's fighting, man. One one elbow, you know, he did it. It wasn't it wasn't a mistake, it wasn't a like a, a fluke. He he got it. I mean, I mean he could I mean a second or two more and the, they would have called the fight, you know, because I was out. But um, I mean I was able to continue, but not not the
2: same way, you know, and that was it, man. So, okay, so- yeah. So the obvious question is, why did did you then ask for your release after that bout? Because uh,
0: f- um, after that, Tim Sylvia or Sylvia got beat by Couture right after that, and so like so, then uh, Tim Sylvia was out of the OC, and yeah, they caught Silvia, him quick.
2: They caught him quick, Sil-
0: and then Sylvia fought Fedor. And Fedor beat Sylvia like in a minute or maybe less. And so I had the opportunity to fight Fedor. And they used it for me, and still, he's like the best ever heavyweight. You know, people, and people sure. were like, people were like, oh man, this guy, you know, what about this guy, this guy, like Cormier? Or the, yeah, those guys are good. But man, he, he fought the best for 12. He didn't lose for 12 years. 12. Nice. Years okay. fighting the best of the best, and he never had a close match. It was never like, like he either beat you, like submitted you, or knocked you out, or he like dominated every minute of the fight. Like you know, I mean, look at a fight, Nogueira. Like he just, I mean, he just in Croak. I mean, they survived, but I mean, He's these different. Were the, but they were at the best. I mean, that was like a the the best cop the best Nogueira. Like when they were their prime, and he beat their ass um
1: you know which fight impressed me of
0: his was uh against the giant korean guy um yeah
1: it's just i mean because how do you factor in fighting a guy seven feet tall 400 pounds you know what i mean it's like how do you practice the whole thing and you know he got hurt in the fight and he won by arm bar he stuck with it and you know it makes for a ridiculous video he's amazing i i agree with you 100
0: percent. Yeah, he's amazing. So, I had the chance to fight this guy. So, it was like, man, it was like, so I had nothing to lose Royce really. because and the USC had nothing to lose by uh, by granting my release cuz it's like if I were to beat him, it could, you know, they could say, "Hey, the guy who didn't even win our title beat the best guy in the world." Mm-hmm. And if I lost, they could say, "Well, it's like well, you know what I mean, like he didn't win our title either." So, oh, Okay, so
2: I mean, you you fought Fedor. But it was a while after that, so the negotiations between your camp and Fodor's camp must have fallen apart. What happened? Uh, yeah,
0: no, that we had we had a fight. Skip. Me and Fedora were fighting, and the whole of the fight I forgot what fight card it was on. The whole thing got like got canceled. The whole not just our fight, the whole fight card. So yeah, that was going to be like just within months after after the UFC fight. And so that fight got canceled. So then, I see him. I see like Sylvia get in there, and then he beat. Uh, um, then he fought a Matt Lindland. I'm like, man, sheesh, this could be me, you know, fighting. And you know, with pride, and I remember, with pride at this point, the money was huge, like really big. I, remember, I mean, uh, I know Matt. I I heard Matt Hume or Matt uh, Lindland got six hundred grand for fighting uh, Fedor.
2: Wow. In that fight. We got the guy that wrote the contract. Uh, Miguel, is this yeah, true?
1: Yeah, the Lin-Lin fight was in 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 Moscow for Bodog. Right. But, yeah. But yeah. He made half a million bucks for that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the yeah, the yeah, fights. I'll, were, I'll
1: tell you something that you might not know, Jeff, is that you were the number two choice for that fight. Like I I I didn't really I final decision, and and you if I don't know if you remember, but you you had agreed to a much lesser price than that. And you know, unfortunately, politics and other people's voices and stuff—you uh, know—they elected to spend more money on Lindland. They thought it was a more appealing fight, or uh, you know, kind of overruling I me. Mean, I could go either way. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the Lindland. Yeah. fight. But you were number two, yeah. and Roy Nelson was the number three choice.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I when I fought that, I made forty or fifty, made fifty.
1: Okay. That's decent for the for the time, though. That's good. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, not before, but Yeah, it's, it's, it was good for me. Man, I made, I made Jeff,
2: 13. I, Jeff, you're covering your microphone with your hand. All right, so uh, I'm sorry. What, what did you say? You made forty against Fedor. 40, 50. 50. Uh huh. And I made uh. 1-3
0: against Tim Sylvia for the UFC title. One three. Nice. Wow. That
1: that's interesting. I
0: spent I spent about six, six, about six on like tickets, um, for my family, friends, hotel, like all this other stuff. Like, so I I didn't, yeah. It was like a wash.
1: I got a question. So after fighting Sylvia, you went to Sengoku to fight Fujita. When, when you were trying to negotiate for the fatal fight, Fujita's a big fight. How much did they pay you for that?
2: I think 40, 40 or 50. I can't pass on that. I mean, it's you're, you're making no. three times as much, you know, yeah. for an easier fight,
1: yeah, you the know, he can match it or, or thank you.
2: So then you fight uh, Josh Barnett and Seng- Sengoku. Yeah. Now the caveat is that you former training partner. Yeah. How difficult was that taking that fight? Um,
0: it was, it wasn't hard. I mean, I wanted to, I, you know, I, I, yeah, we were teammates and stuff like that, but, um, it's a fight I wanted to to fight, you know, I wanted to win. I didn't have, you know, it was a little, a little strange, you know, fighting him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I did this fight is a fight I really would like back. I really sh- like shit down my leg. I took, I just gave him, you know, I, I really looked up to him and I gave him, I guess, too much credit. I just took a, I just remember in the first round he's going, going, and I took him down past his guard. I'm in the side, kind of hitting him, And I kind of, I think, you know, elbows were illegal for that. And I, I kind of clipped him with the elbow and he's like, "Come on, Jeff! Like you know better than that, or something like that." And it was like my dad scolding me.
1: And I was like, "Oh, <laughs>
0: sorry, Josh." And after that, he, like pushed me off and then just kicked my ass the rest of the fight. And I was just like, I remember after that, I'm like, man, I just took a backseat to him. You know what I mean? I just literally took a backseat to him mentally, like and let him, you know, your head like, up. yeah. So. <laughs>
2: So you like it, when, when you guys came out to the center of the ring, it looked like you were trying to have a conversation with them and he wouldn't even give you eye contact. Was there some issues between the two of you? Um, no, I think, I
0: think he was he's able to turn off the buddy buddy stuff better than I was, you know? Okay. So yeah, I think as my, I had, I did, I did have an issue with him, um, Later, um, we were, I fought in, a, I don't even remember what fight, I fought in Philippines, and there was like a like a team, it was like a team competition, and I was like the heavyweight. It was our team against some of the red team, something like that, and he was the coach of this team. And um, we had an issue because um, I, I was like an hour late, for some team for a meeting or something, or the I think it was the rules meeting, and he he took a thousand. He'd find me a thousand dollars. He did not not the organization, but he took he literally because they paid him and they he paid a he took a thousand bucks from me from the um Purse. from that, and I was like, like, are you kid, Josh? Like you're you you want to see you see title before you got you're making this huge money and that's so like this, like I'm, I'm, I'm have nowhere near your money. You know what I mean? That you're, that you're doing, and you're, you're taking a thousand bucks from me. Are you kidding? Like you know what I mean? And um, and so we were, I was a little pissed about that. And then later, um, we had a, I, I fought in Australia, New Zealand, or Australia, Australia, I think. And um, so the fighter the. He fought, I fought. There there was some big man, there's some huge names on this card. I mean, um, a bunch of USC former champions on this card. I mean, Matt Lindland fought. Um uh and who's that guy with the, the dreads that beat uh that beat um Derry Sok you? No, he beat um God, I can't think of anything tonight. He beat um for the USC. Brian Ebersol. Was Brian
2: Ebersol on that card?
0: I think he was. I think he okay. was. Um, Carlos, uh, yes, Carl Snowden. Carl Snowden was on the card with, and so afterwards, this promoter he fought Ebersaw. What's up? I think he fought, fought Brian saw I to so go he ahead. I apologize. Yeah, hey. yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Um, and so after the after the fight, this this promoter, like he lost his ass because he didn't promote the fight well. He didn't like nobody saw so it was supposed to be on pay-per-view and it was like, well, I mean, went for the amount of fighters on this car. I mean, even, you know, I'm talking to you and like hardly knows, hardly know who was on it. And all these like, Barnett was on to I me. Mean, there was, there was, it was great. It was a great card. And so afterward, like the guy didn't pay us. And so we were fighting with this guy for months, trying to get paid, trying to get paid. And I think I was supposed to make 25 or something like that. And eventually I kept, you know, we kept bugging him and me and the other guys are. Enough, you them, know, threatening to sue, all this stuff. And I think he eventually paid me, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think it was like 10 or 12. And Josh made a quarter of a million. I remember that. And so during this fight, or during this fight for the money, all this stuff, he called, Josh calls me up. I was in Seattle. He calls me up and said, Jeff, like, what the hell are you doing? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? He said, like, I'm trying to get paid. And he'd already got paid half. He got paid. He got 125. And he's like asking for the rest of it. He goes, man, this guy hasn't paid me my 125 yet. He still owes me 125. And all this other stuff. And I go, bro, I'm making 20. Like, I haven't got paid a penny yet. I'm trying to get something. He goes, man, just back off of him. I want, like, he's basically telling me and the other guys. He told me, he goes, tell everybody else to back off because I want to get paid. I was the main fight on this car. And I go, I go Josh, you're a fucking jackass, man. Like, are you are kidding me? Like, you want to make like you got to get your quarter million before we get like ten grand. Some of you guys were making five grand, ten grand? I think I was one of the highest, for sure, one of the highest guys making twenty five, other than him. So I'm like uh, Josh, you like you know. Anyway, so that I don't know. So I put a like bad taste in my mouth about him. So
2: well, d- did it affect you at all? Seeing like you, we had talked about your relationship with Dennis Hallman. Obviously, you yeah. guys have got like a sick, twisted. Yeah. Type friendship, but Dennis was also in the corner of Josh Barnett. Uh, what did you guys communicate before that fight, or was it just all business? It all be. I mean, like Dennis and I, like we have no.
0: We're just we've done like a lot of worse things to each other than Josh and I have. But um, Dennis is loyal, man. Dennis is loyal. Like Dennis, like that that incident that I just talked about. Dennis would never be on. He would be on my side. He'd be like. Yeah. Okay. He'd be burning down this promoter's house. He wouldn't be, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be like telling me not to take, collect the money, so.
2: Yeah, good. Okay, well, you also, did we, okay, when you were with American Top Team, I know Josh Barnett would go down and work out with ATT. Were you witness to any of the Hector Lombard, Josh Barnett, like hijinks that took place in Coconut Creek?
0: I really, I did see any of it. I, I saw some of the Hector stuff with some of the other fighters. Um, you know, just, he just, he's just so, he's just, when he trains really hard, he just doesn't, like, think about the, like his, what he's doing. Like sometimes, you know what I mean? I don't think he has bad intentions. I like him. I don't think he has bad intentions. He's not trying to hurt anybody. He doesn't, he doesn't dislike you or, you know, and afterwards he's going to go to lunch with you and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that's just, that's just personality. Some guys didn't, couldn't deal with it. Um, And I, I could, I guess, you know, because I knew he's just a competitive guy, you know, so um, didn't like he didn't, if you took it, if he took it afterwards, he still pissed at you because of the practice, then now, now I'd have a problem with it, but um, it was never that way. You know, we had battles and stuff like that too, um, but it was just, you know, trying to both trying to better ourselves and, you know, try to do the best we can
2: and not, not, we don't want each other to be injured or anything like that. So. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, the global fighting championships, initially you were scheduled to fight Wes Sims and then your opponent changed to Chris Gilliam and then the event got canceled. Okay. (laughs) Do you feel comfortable talking about that or no doubt? Yeah. I'm not,
0: I'm not fighting anymore. I can talk about it. (laughs) So, um, so I wasn't. I'm, you know, I wasn't clean, I guess (laughs) when I said that way with anabolic, so. I don't believe that,
2: Jeff. I don't (laughs) believe that. You were clean. (laughs) So
0: this was like, they told me before, because I would never go to a fight and and cause a problem with the organization. You know, before I fought in the UFC, I made sure, you know, obviously they tested the the whatever. So I was clean every time. I I never, I never been, I never didn't test clean, but at this time I wasn't clean because the organization said, we're not going to test you. So I'm like, okay, well, to me, that's like, we're not going to test you for it. That means it's not illegal to do it. So I wasn't clean. And we get there and the guy goes, the like the night, like the prep, the, the weigh-ins. He goes, oh, we're testing you. I'm like, you, you, you're testing me? Like I I told him, I went to the promoter. I went to the guy and go, bro, like you told me you weren't testing me. You said you weren't testing me. He goes, well, that's, we change our, you know, change
2: the thing that I'm like. And so I have like, a caveat hey. from my understanding, It was your opponent that kept calling the commission in order to demand a test. It's I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It is possible. It's, I mean,
0: I, I don't know what with the background, why they changed. You know, I can't I can't for sure say I just know that um, they were going to test me. And something else (laughs) happened on the event. Some other person like didn't pass their medical. One or two people actually. Marker,
2: marker failed for hypertension. And there was one other person. The whole card fell apart. The whole card fell apart.
0: The whole card. So I I was thankful, man, because I was they were going to pay me like it was like twenty five grand or something. I was like just disappointed, but I didn't want I I I was either two things. I was going to go fight and get and like either i don't know what's going to happen they're going to take my like not pay me because like i tested positive but i was at least going to get suspended even if they did pay me so i'm like this is a no win or i don't fight and they know why i already told them. i already I, i was honest with the guy up front i said hey look man you told me you know and he said i couldn't so i couldn't say oh i'm injured or something like that you know you're you're full of shit, you know, you're, you you did not do it because you're, you're chewed up. So I was like, I didn't know. So when they pulled the card, like I, I still hadn't told them I was out or in, I just said, man, I was like, I was kind of debating, you know, I didn't know what to do, you know? And um I said, well, man, I, I was, yeah.
2: Are you, are you sure? Because like, I mean, and, and I recall yeah. this from what I remember was you told you landed you told they told you you were getting tested. You had a conversation with the promoter and then you just left. No, no, I didn't leave. I didn't leave.
0: No, okay. Okay. No. Yeah, no, I was there because I because actually Dan Lambert went with me, the owner of the Top Team. And he's like, he's yelling at me like Jeff, what the hell are you doing? Why are you, you know, why are you like taking this stuff? And I am like, my damn, my mistake, but I you know, this is what they told me. And I had my I had my uncle from Minnesota fly out. I had seen in several years fly out to to see me. And so, yeah, no, I, so I stayed there when I, yeah, I hung out, you know, the whole time I didn't go anywhere. So I, I was like, it was just like, I was just thankful. They, they canceled the card, but so this promoter, um, like screwed me ended up screwing me anyway, because I, I fought, uh, Pedro Izzo a couple of months after this, maybe, yeah, maybe, I, a, yeah, maybe that, a the, month later he called. And so they, Texas. Weren't, and they weren't going to test, for sure. And so he called that guy, the the Texas State Commissioner or whatever, and he said, you test him. You, you test Jeff Munson. So he said, okay, I will. And so I had to get him in. So I had to quit like cold turkey and which you don't really want to do. And I had to get on all this like I got this this stuff over the internet that's supposed to clean your system you don't like eat for six hours you take the stuff you don't eat for six hours and man it just kicked my ass it really kicked my ass so when i fought pedro was, i mean it didn't affect me i got knocked out in that fight it didn't affect me um but if it had gone the five rounds like it was supposed to it definitely would have affected me you know but um so yeah i got got knocked out so didn't uh didn't, but yeah but anyway they i had to get tested in that fight and so i had to like get off everything and do this
2: and it yeah so he ended up getting the last laugh
1: well so M- it, miguel uh,
2: miguel ask ask the tim Sylvia question
1: i i will but just to say the thing is though as a grappler in the grappling world nobody really tests so i mean no. you're facing opponents that were juiced up you know throughout your whole career the, in grappling
0: well the thing is man like you know I, i'm not fighting now so i can say like when i when i got tested i made sure i was clean. When I didn't get tested, like yeah, for Abi Dobby's, all these guys, man, all, they to say people aren't, jack, I mean, it's just just lying to yourself, you know. Everybody, you know, even now today, I mean, these guys are, you know. But you know what? It's a it's a level it's a le- it's it's a level playing field because they don't they don't say it's not legal, they don't. So why you know? It's like if you go into football or baseball or some sport where or even fighting where they say it's illegal and you try to get away with it, then it's, you're cheating. But if they don't say it's illegal, you know, if it's like, okay, you're on it, you're on it, whatever, we're not testing Well, the, the guy itself. across
2: from you most certainly is. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, Miguel and I both worked for Abu Dhabi and we both had questions, or we both had, had to have conversations where people said, well, it's not enough time for us to get through our cycle. No, 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 you can't plan the trials or you can't do this, that we needed a little further out so we can get a couple cycles in us. Like, those yeah. conversations actually took place. Yeah. So, I well, mean, it's...
1: Well, let me ask the tip So, when you fought Sylvia for the title, there's this working rumor in the business that uh, you actually fought it with a, a whizinator uh, in your cup to, like, present the test because you were worried. Is that true?
0: <laughs> it is true.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> awesome. So, um, uh, so, now, you know... We don't want to implicate everybody there, but was Holman in your corner? Who's helping you do this? And and where'd you get clean piss?
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, sorry, how a. There we go. Um. So I I was I was probably I had been off for a while, um. But I couldn't. It's a UFC title. I couldn't take the chance. And so yeah, I did. I did get a Wizenator. I got. I got clean pee from I think one of my friends that had that guy had a bunch of people I paid for to come. I go make sure you don't have pot. You didn't do nothing. You had a bunch of people that had done pot and stuff. That, like uh, couldn't give me clean pee, but I got clean pee.
2: Um, and uh, yeah, I fought I fought with the Wizardator. <laughs> so but, um, so so Jeff, like if you're gonna fight with the Wizardator, yeah. why even bother being clean at the day of the event?
1: Well, no. If I get it correctly, he was—he thought he was clean, but because, you know, he was doing fighting, he was trying to stay clean. But because it was the UFC title and there's a cycle, he was sort of worried about it, so he was playing it safe. Is that right, Josh? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's exactly right. I, I just didn't want to—I just didn't want to get, like. You know, I mean, because maybe the, something happened that I couldn't use the wizardator or something like they, they tested or like they watched you take off your clothes. I, I didn't know how it worked, like, like because it was getting tighter and tighter, you know, like with the, the testing. So I didn't know. I just had to be sure 100%. So, like, if I couldn't use the Wizenator, I'd still have the probability. Probability I would have passed the test anyway because I'd I'd been off a while like and I had been training without it and expecting not to, um, you know, to test positive. Um, But anyway, I tested I tested negative because um, I went I didn't I I hurt my rib at that the fact he broke my rib with a knee in the first round or the third round and um, I went to the hospital afterwards and they didn't and they ended up taking my blood. And so that's how they tested me, um, because oh. I was in the hospital, and they just tested for the blood. And so yeah, I came back, came back clean anyway. So um, wow, it, but lucky oh, you.
1: <laughs> but safe to say, I don't think that 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 would happen anymore. You fought later on. Is like, is that the scrutiny they watch you take off your clothes? Did you go through that afterwards? Is that how things got?
0: So the what I think how ha- I mean, what I what I'm sure has happened is um, so. Man, I'm really having trouble with names. Um, <laughs> uh, who's the, the black guy who won the UFC title? Light heavyweight, died,
2: passed away. Um, Randleman? Yeah, Wait, he Randallman. took the heavyweight. He took yeah. the heavyweight title.
0: Yeah. Um, so who? Kevin Randleman. Yeah, Randleman. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he dabbled. He, so he, like, apparently he fought some fight not in, not in USC. Um, he fought in Lake Las Vegas I and he used, the, he used the, used the Wizenator, and he used like some, like they send you some chemical powder that you, yeah. Some powder that you put liquid in, but it's not, it's not actually, it's not pee, and it's like, not even, it's not even biologically like, like it's not from an animal. It was just like, it's supposed to mimic pee. And so, but they, I guess the test got more sophisticated, blah, 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 and they came back and go, bro, this isn't even human. This isn't even animal pee.
2: It's it was suffering. cadaver. It was cadaver. Yeah, pee. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, there were definitely stories like like that in the old days that, you know, slowly but surely, I think the system kind of ground down it, on it. Yeah. Thank you thank you for telling us that one, though. And, well, that, you,
2: know, <laughs> you know, in order to beat the system, what people would do and i've used fedex i mean i, I haven't had a sip of alcohol since i was 18. uh i know people that have fedexed urine to vegas so they could put the p in the Wizinator and fight with the Wizinator on wow <laughs> i mean i and i'm telling you i mean <laughs> so all right vengeance fighting championship don king's foray into the mixed martial arts market it's in north carolina You fight Mark Kerr, right? So, what were your dealings with with Don King, and how was Mark Kerr in that fight?
0: So, um, God, you talk about
2: all the real controversial Um, fights. Hey, Jeff, I'm from Chicago. Like with Chris, like with Chris and Miguel, my job is to look at your fight, look at somebody's (laughs) record, and really pick it apart. We get yes. the best interviews. Like we will have Dennis Hallman on here. Just just so yeah, you know. Yeah. So we will be hammering him as well. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably tell you what I did and that day were- Did he ever put <laughs> a possum in your car?
0: Oh, that that's that so this was this was good, man. So he one night. So I, I worked at mental health, right? Like that same place. But I was on call um some nights like twenty four hours. I was the mental health professional of the county. That's frightening. Uh, I might add but go ahead Jeff. well frightening. so this is so i got called one night in the middle of the night i go out to the car same place that little like little um module home go out we're in the middle of the sticks go out open the door there's a possum hissing at me in my car like like they they hit i didn't know they hissed they hissed so i'm like i just left the door open and I went and took my wife's car, went to work, went did it. it. was like two in the morning and I come back and the possum gone, but it had sprayed every, like it, it's worse than a skunk because it's not as It's not as like a poignant where it goes out so far, but in that area, it's like, I had to throw away like the car seat covers, the blank, anything that was in that car that was not like uh plastic or metal, I had to like throw away. It was was, like, it was bad.
1: So,
2: did you ever just out of the blue, maybe at a party, just attack Holman? Just just for this, just for things of this nature. Just, I mean, he's definitely owed one from you.
0: So, so, okay, I'll have to tell you. So what what prompted that was um, I, I went to his house um, and he had to he had to leave because he had something like some some issue with something blah blah blah. Somebody he, he was putting on a little fight promotion. So I'm at his house and we're with uh like all his but all these cousins, all this stuff, all these like lackeys, right? And I'm like, so Holman But I'm kind of buddies with them too. So so Holman leaves. He's gone for a couple. I go, bro. You motherfuckers! Like I'm, I'm getting them back now because you guys are in on it, and I'll, I'll beat your ass if you don't like, like let me do this. So I, I go in the his room, and I, I get <laughs> one of his magazines, <laughs> and um, his girly magazines, and I like proceed to, like, uh, like make his soil his, his pillow, and um, the whole time these guy, <laughs> these guys. Or like at the door laughing, and I'm like, I, I'm like, bang, get the, get awake, I? can't concentrate. I, gotta, I, gotta <laughs> like, I can't with you guys laughing at the door. So it like took forever because they're like laughing and like this. And so I had like, I got like some. Like they had like a, like cooking oil from the kitchen I was using and thought I was it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. So that, that prompted the the possum.
1: So you deserve the possum is what you're saying. I
0: probably deserve the
2: possum. <laughs> so Jeff. I mean, I'm not trying to people keep it back. Who helped you remove the furniture from the roof of your house?
0: They they at this point my wife said Jeff.
1: <laughs>
0: this has gone too far. Yes. So he, so they came, they came and did. He, he didn't do it. He got his lackeys to come and do it. But he, he said, I had to, I had to, I had to say uncle or whatever it was I would had to do at that point
2: because like I wasn't going to win. Yeah. First of all, no, you know, no, no, it's not worth it. The juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. Just say whatever that yeah. you need to say. <laughs> all right. So, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff.
1: Let's get back to the fighting, Michael.
2: Uh, Jeff, All mm-hmm. that nonsense. That, never mind all of that. You know, I, I'm pretty much done with the nonsense mm-hmm. questions outside of Benji Raddick, which is right around the corner. Uh, Vengeance Fighting Championship. Don King. What was your dealings with Don King? How was Mark Kerr in that bout?
0: So I didn't. I, I didn't have to actually ever deal with Don King. There was another guy named. let's call him Big Mike. I can't think of his last name. He was from North Carolina. Okay. He's the guy that dealt with Don King, all this other stuff. Um, he called me, like, from his office. He was in Don King's office go, man, Jeff, I'm with Don King. We're going to put you on. Like, Don King, like, promised the world uh, this and ended up he didn't pay nothing. Like, I, you know, short story is he didn't, he didn't do anything he said, which was, like, typical you'd expect from Don King. Um, so, during the fight, so Mark Curry's way past the prime. Now, he's you know, way past like uh whatever, and so mm-hmm. like, I, like he comes up to me, he's like, "Hey Jeff, man, like I, I don't want to, like, like I don't want to get like hurt, you know, da And I said, "Look, we got to fight though." And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna fight, but just like if we're in a bad position, you know, just we'll just like end the fight quick, you know, or whatever like that." And I'm saying, "Okay." Um, so it wasn't it wasn't a fixed fight i've never i've never done a fixed fight so it wasn't fixed but um so in the in the fight he i was shocked he took me down right away i think i i I, because man i I just like he was kind of an idol you know because he won my for sure you know my last year of wrestling he won the NCAs or my junior I think he won the NCAs. Um and then you know, obviously he was you know top of the world. you know we, I was Abu Dhabi and you know, I remember we both won Abu Dhabi my first year and uh he won a heavyweight, I won a light heavyweight and I went to his room and took a picture together and we kind of like kind of buddy buddy a little bit. So it's kind of I you know he I looked up to him a lot. And um so that's fine. So took me down I was shocked but I got back up and through some I took him down and I got his back. And when I got his back, man, I like, I stormed punches at the side of his head. And they were like, you know, it's like, I probably hit my, my daughter, (laughs) you know, I wasn't like hitting him, hit him. And then, but then I, when I got the choke, I just, I was just looking to choke him. I wasn't, I wasn't looking to like, like pound him out. And I got the choke and I I choked him, you know what I mean? Like I choked him, choked him, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's like at that point, like, you know, I'm like, why? Why am I going to bash this guy's head in? You know what I mean? So sure. And, that, and so the promoter, Mike, got was really upset about it. You know, he's like, "Man, why didn't you hit him?" and this. So it was kind of a, um, like a big, big ordeal. And he was going to pay me, and da da da. And then they eventually did. And That's this the check bounced that he paid me with, and then I remember that yeah, he did pay eventually. He did. He did pay. Um, but I think a lot of that was the Don King thing too. It wasn't like just him, like not want, like he didn't want to, but he, he kept his word and did, but some of that was the Don King thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a fight. I mean, I just like, yeah, could I have hit him harder? Could I have made it better? Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I got him down and like got positioned to finish the fight. Um, you know, like if I had never even thrown a punch on top, if I just choked him, nobody would have said a thing. Instead of like throwing like like four or five weak ass punches and then choke them, and then you know what I mean. Then it just looked bad, I guess. But well, um, what, the like, thing about that
2: fight is Miguel, check this out: fights Mark Kerr, and then he's he's got like seven tough fights in a row. He's got two fights against Jimmy Ambry's Rico Rodriguez rematch, Roy Nelson, and I, I I got a little clip. I think Roy Nelson cornered him in his next fight, and he's got Sergey Keratanov. Like the records of those guys combined is 112 and 51 like you go on a tear yeah. like that. that's that's an impressive run yeah, yeah. I, had,
0: I, I had a good i had a good uh man, i fought uh <clears throat> i beat in three weeks yeah. like
2: I you beat, were in uh, ireland too against an absolute yeah. stud and i think did roy nelson corner you in that not that one
0: the next one though the next one so the next I, one? I beat roy nelson be Roy Nelson. The next week, I go to Ireland, win that fight. The next week, I go to Japan and win that against Karratano, T- tough guy. So super that tough. Was, that was good. And I won the ATT uh, um, NCA tournament uh basketball bracket too. So it was like a. <laughs> it was like a. It was like a pretty good week or pretty good month for me.
2: <laughs> so. You fight Pedro Ezo obviously you would address that already you lose to him in Texas and it, it's like you get the opposite of how rematches are supposed to take place like if you lose in Texas you don't get a rematch in Brazil like it's yeah yeah. like, like you're the one wanting to rematch but they're bringing you to Brazil for it yeah how that, I, that
0: I don't get that Yeah. I just I didn't fight man um I did I was, I was just and what hurt me later on in my career, like especially going after Russia, when I was really getting hurt um, and not recovering, is uh, when I lost my eyesight. That kind of stuff. Like I was fighting just to just to compete to fight, not for money, not just because I wanted to fight. And if I lost, they just made me want to fight again sooner to try to erase the bad taste in my mouth from losing. So um, I remember I, after the after the after the fight with um Pedro Izzo that got knocked out in Texas. So a week later I went to um god damn I really can't think. I went to uh not Russia but um Ukraine, uh, Dagestan. Turkey. Turkey, Turkey. I went to Turkey, Turkey. for the four okay. championships. Um just again I won, but I it was just to just because I had to like try to win but i mean after i had that's a that's the first time i got really hurt in a fight i had bleeding on the brain they took me to the hospital overnight um they like they stitched up my they stitched up my face like a mess and then i had so i'm bleeding bleeding on the brain and so that now they're doing it they're doing a cat scan the cat scan's like three grand out of my pocket and then the you know that they'd have to do it like every, to make sure they've got bleeding, but they got to make sure they got to do it like every three hours or four hours to make sure it's not getting worse and worse. So they do a CAT scan. They're three hours. They do another CAT scan. And remember, this is, you know, this isn't USC. They're not, they're not putting the bill for this medical. I am. And I'm like, I had my wife, she was with me. She, she like literally, like I'm in the, the gown. I go, I, I can't, we're not, we're not paying them, We got to go. So like we just say, oh hey, I gotta go out and get some fresh air, and we just like in the hospital gown. She had my clothes in a bag, and we went there and called a taxi, and like gone. Like well, I'm not gonna stay here and keep getting like three thousand bucks, three thousand bucks, three thousand bucks until they decide
2: to you know like I'm like in debt, or you know I made that's less crazy. than five.
1: that's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, that's wild. Um, you know, and and I, we've taken a ton of your time, so I'm gonna start. Right, and Miguel's got some Abu Dhabi questions. So, like, I've got Shaban Ka, you got a draw in 100% fight in Brazil. It was your second time fighting for them. Um, I was kind of surprised at that at that decision.
0: Yeah, and you said really all the precocious one I mean, that that was the worst fight ever for, for decisions. Like, I think he hit me two or three times in one little thing, and that fight made the second round. But I, I was on top of it. And, and so, this was – MMA wasn't full. MMA wasn't legal, so when you got on top, you couldn't hit him from on top. I I took him down. Three punches took him down. I was on out of a fifteen-minute fight. I was probably on top on top of him, trying to whatever for twelve minutes, thirteen minutes out of that fight out of fifteen minutes. So this is in
2: Brazil. So how 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 could it be illegal at this point? No, it was in France. It was in France. Oh, oh, you know what? It was in France i uh, stand corrected i apologize but weren't you guys doing open hand slaps no it was like you could punch
0: you could punch but it was just on the ground like, on the ground you couldn't punch or maybe you could slap on the ground but you couldn't punch on the ground um but anyway it wasn't like i, I never got hurt on top, like standing we we're only standing like maybe a minute fight anyway you know and i took him down i was on top like Four minutes out of every round, at least. And it was a draw. I was just, like shocked, shocked. So,
2: yeah, how does the conversation go with the promoter after something like that? Man, I don't, I don't
0: know. I, I was really, I was really pissed. I, I'm i sure I complained, but you know, at some point, you know, what do you do? Like, I don't know. It's like, as I, long I, as you I, get
2: paid I, at I, that I, point, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've been the one thing. I don't think I've been on the other side of too many controversial decisions. Always, you know what I mean? It's like it's always on this side of it. it Seems like one hundred
2: percent, and you can see it. It's like a repeated behavior, but it's also a hometown decision for the most part. Yeah, you know, and I even put Forrest Griffin into that that same category. Like to me, like you've got about a hundred fights. I could probably find 60 of them. I watched every single one. Like, I've got a million notes. I just kind of, you know, we only got so much time with you. This is what I took. All right, Fedor and uh, Alexander Milianko. I'm closing with that, Miguel, even though I've got more. And then you can do your Abu Dhabi stuff because, Jeff, I am just, you know, usually with Chris, we, me and Miguel use Chris to, like, get access and take more time than we're supposed to. But Chris isn't here. So I'm, like, way over my boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's, like, 5 a.m., you know, you get your kids sleeping. So, Alexander and uh, Fedor and then Miguel, your turn. So, so Fedor is my first time in Russia. And um, so,
0: you know, it was like a dream for me to fight. I fought I trained hard for this fight. And um, I thought, you know, I'm going to shoot him and take him down. I, I watched a lot of his fights, man. He comes like a bulldog, you know, boom, 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 like stalks you down, throws looping punches. You know, I saw him fight Mark Coleman you know, beat Mark Coleman bad, but Mark Coleman took him down too. He just ended up getting armbarred. I'm like, like, he's not going to armbar me. <laughs> so like, if I get on top of him, like, like I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish this guy. And um, so like that, I felt really confident in this fight. I trained hard at American and everything. And um, I go first time in Russia. I really loved Russia. Like, you know, the whole thing. And I go in there and he just, he just fought so much smarter than I. You know, he just that. So, right, the difference between me grappling and and fighting is like I think I'm a very good fighter, but I'm not an elite fighter. I'm not. I, mean, I got to be admit, I'm not like the top of the top. You know what I mean? If I had won the UFC or something, I I could maybe say that. So I'm a very good fighter, but not like you know, not a Hall of Fame fighter, not a great fighter, something like not a great fighter, a very good fighter. But I think I'm a like one of the best grapplers, like, you know, ever, but at least competition wise. And the difference, the difference is when I fought guys in grappling that were better than me or that did a different style or did something, I could change on the fly. I could figure out, okay, this isn't working. I could figure out how to win this fight. Against against the best guys. Like, I, okay, I can I can figure this out. Maybe he's better at this, but I'm going to change the game. And I win. I figure out a way to win. And fighting against the elite guys, I had difficulty doing that. Like, I had – like, against a Fedor. Like, if he had come in like he normally did, bum, 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 punches, like attacking, I I think I'd take him down and beat him. He, he just – like, you know what, Jeff? I'm going to kickbox you. I'm going to play I – mean, and so he threw – he threw a lot of like low kicks, low kicks, jabs, like overhands, but he just kept the distance, man. Every time I, he knocked me down four or five times in the fight. And every time, the first time he got on top of me and I tried like the half guard sweep going, I got, got, his gun on his hips. He I was getting on top and he just kicked out. And then every other time after that, I knocked, he knocked me down. He just said, just, okay, get back up. I'm not coming down there. And so. Um, he just made it a kickboxing match. He just fought smarter than me. I couldn't figure out. And you know, you look at back to fight, like I've watched that tape, is I should have just attacked, like come in like a trail son and kind of thing, where boom, 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 throw punches like in on you, in on you, pushing against the fence or the ropes, you know, going for like a, a single leg, whatever, high crotch. But, um, I stayed away and like afraid of his punches and like respected his thing and just didn't change the game. So, um, so he broke my leg. I probably in the second round maybe Mm -hmm. and so um so i fought the rest of the fight and like it was funny because i i shook hands with them shook hands with this corner they raised his hand i started walking back to my corner and then it was like oh and that was the last step i took for six weeks (laughs)
1: like
0: like the war like the adrenaline wore off enough and and um so i got and so the next so this is a uh, bittersweet fight because like i really this is the guy really, really like it would have been meant more to me than the tim Sylvia fight because this was federal war you know um but that the next day putin like uh so they're they're, they're trying to get a hold of me trying to get i'm like all pissed off and like, don't talk to me like security's coming in like i'm shooing them away all this stuff we're calling i'm saying screw you and then finally they come to the door and they like I'm not opening the door. My, I tell my corners, "Don't." I'm not talking to anybody. They open the door with the, and they go pick up the phone, and they they go, "Security's calling." And I said, "I don't I don't want to talk to security." They go, "National security's calling." Me. I'm like, "Okay." So I pick it up, and it, Putin's on the other line. And he's like, um, "You know. But you had really him it, waiting. You had him waiting for a while." Yes. <laughs> guess, yes. Guess. So I was like, uh, "Hey, man." like, you know, thank, you know, you show the Russian spirit, you, you know, tried hard, you know, you did your best, you'd be quit and we admire you. And, you know, so it was really nice. I mean, cause he, he wasn't doing it in front of cameras or anything like that. You know, he was doing it cause he, you know, he's a black belt in judo respects, you know, showed some respect. So did he, speak that, English? It, he spoke good English. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> no, He's a smart guy.
1: Oh yeah. And, um, oh, for
0: sure. So after, so after that, man, I, you know, fought for M1 again and won and then won and I beat, be, you know, some good people and then had a big had some streaks here and did like I was on their night show on Dancing with Stars, on um like their night late night shows and some comedy shows and all this other stuff. So then every and doing seminars and stuff and started, you know, that's how I got introduced to Russia, like being in Russia. So it was bittersweet, you know what I mean? So um and after the fight, you know, I got to say about Fedor, you know how they like, you, you got now the, the Con McGregor guys are fighting and they're pissing at each other and, they, and this, like, and it's all like, so WWE, like, after, after this fight, man, he came up to me in the corner or at, in, the, in the locker room afterwards and then he, like, shook, man, he hugged me, like, really, like, hugged me. He was like, man, like, you know, thank you for the fight. Like, like a gentleman, you know what I mean? Like, like a cool guy, like after no cameras, no. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, so
1: there's a lot of amazing stuff packed into that segment. Now, uh, let me say something that's going to back up one of the things you said. I think, thank you very much. That's a really, really honest assessment of yourself as a fighter and career. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people would say that they concur with that about you being an elite grappler. Now, let me tell you this I don't like to put words in Dan Lambert's mouth, but I wanted to ask you this to get you talking about grappling. Dan once told me, he said, and he said, to win a grappling match to save my kids' life, if I could pick anybody to do it, it's Jeff Munson.
0: Yeah, well, it's nice of him to say that. I like, I like to win.
1: <laughs> yeah. and, but uh, you know, is that part of the difference? Like he said, grappling. In MMA, yeah. he might have another choice. Are you is no. are
0: you talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, um you got to, you got to be, you got to, you know, of course, be honest when you, when you're honest with yourself, you got, I mean, you got to live with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, then you always feel that thing inside. That's not real. You know what I mean? So like, I, I don't want to like, you know, think I'm better than I am or anything like that. So, yeah, I think I like, I was a, a solid, like a well, 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 good fighter, you know, really okay. good fighter, but, man. But, you know, if I look at, let's look at the, you know, and I mean, if I just look at let look at the records. You know what I mean? Like if you look at my elite guys, who did I fight elite? I fought Forrest Griffin. Okay, I'm gonna count. I lost if but I'm gonna count that as a win. Just I will in my, in, in my own heart because I, I did well. But Rico Rodriguez, another US like champion, one and one. But I've lost to Josh Burnett. I lost to Fedor. I lost to Chuck Liddell. Um, I lost to Cormier
2: um Be, he beat Roy nelson i beat Roy nelson i beat alexio uh, olenek. olenek yeah
0: one and one with him yeah i lost i lost to. um
2: was I it a controversial beat... split decision in your opinion and and the win of yours i didn't think it was kind of i thought i won pretty easy. i mean i took i, 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 I think it was controversial that it was a split decision
0: yeah 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 i think it was controversial.
2: Kind of I, I i was shocked a little bit but i, 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 I think, think you were was, this close Having another controversial fight that I'd be asking you about—that's what I. think. Yeah, my God. Now yeah, the next one wasn't
0: controversial. He kicked my ass, so. Um, but yeah, I, I like I think most of the 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 real like I fought Mark Kerr way 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 after his prime, so that doesn't count. So I mean the the really really, like tough guys that I fought, um, the UFC champions. I fought a lot of tough guys. I mean, I just my record doesn't isn't that good against these guys. You know what I mean? So I think I was at that doorstep, but I just not that, um, not the, you know, my, I mean, my grappling like, like it's, it's a different, it's a different story. Like the guy, best guys, most of the time I want, you know, where the, the lead yeah. guys in the or the fighting most of the times I didn't win, you know, even if I was went the distance, even if it was a, you know, whatever, I still didn't, couldn't figure out how to win. And that, that's the thing. It's like, how, how do you, sometimes you just not like, there's a bunch of grappling matches, man. I, I fought where I definitely wasn't better than the guy. Like I know I wasn't. Like I know the guy was more talented than me, but it doesn't mean. But I still thought I was going to win, and I, most of the time I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. When in the fight, I, just, I the fight game, I just didn't. It's a different. It's a different sport, man. In the fight yeah. game, I just.
1: Now, let let me take you back to Abu Dhabi then, which is a lot of grappling. We'll we'll try to get through this. But you were on Matt Hume's 99 team, and you broke through and won the whole thing. Everybody there really performed real well. The whole team did, obviously, with Hume's guidance. But you performed real well. And I've heard you talk. Why don't you give props to Matt? Because you were basically very green heading into that, and you ran the table on a very tough
0: tournament. Yeah, I mean – Matt Matt had me believing that I was gonna win the tournament. Like he I remember being at his house, I'd go up to Kirkland, Washington by by Seattle. I drive up there from Olympia like a couple times a week. And I'd train at his house sometimes. And I remember I with Dennis, we'd go up with Dennis. And I remember after one training, um, I was like, you know, because he kept he showing the like the video of the 98, which was the first one. He said, Matt, it's gonna be a tougher tournament. This year was the first. Like 99 is gonna be a lot tougher. He goes, um and he's showing video. I go, man, these guys are so good. Cause it was a highlight video, so I was like, they were showing the arm bars and the triangle, all of this crazy. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, bro. <laughs> like, I like, I don't know if I, like, I could probably technically do a triangle, but I wouldn't even for sure get it on like a white belt, like in a match, you know? Because
2: I or even in training, because I didn't. Like, wait, never- wait, wait, Jeff, Jeff, you're saying you won the Abu Dhabi tournament and you couldn't have performed a triangle choke? I mean.
0: Like, I could have done it showing someone, but I, I would have never got it in a match. You know what I mean? Like, I knew what it was. I knew how to do it. But it wasn't, like, I would never get it against, like, not even in practice. Like, I mean, it was that. I mean, it's brand new, man. This is, a, like, I've, I've been doing, like, It's
1: easy, actually. It's easy. Just don't be on your back having me <laughs> yeah. to do a triangle.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, he uh. just... But anyway, when I left his house, he's like... Um, he goes he just told me, Yo, you you know, I you take these guys down and pastor gar you you're going you know, I you know you're going to win this tournament like nobody's going to beat you and so when i went there i thought i was going to win the tournament like like i never once stayed in wrestling i never was an all american i was like one match away from being all american i'd gone to the us open like a bunch of times and for to be on the national wrestling team and took try to be in the top six. So you're on like the team ladder. And I lost like three different times. My last match to be on the ladder, like three times, like it was just, Oh, almost, almost, almost like, like, it was just, my whole life was almost, almost, almost. And then it's like, um, I go to Abu Dhabi and I remember I won my first two matches. And so the next day was the, was the semis. But I remember that night because at the semi, if you lost the semis, you fight for third and fourth. And I saw Man, I'm I'm the top four of the world. the very worst. I'm the top four of the world, and I never like I'm like this. Like I was happy, but then in the semis, like I thought, like, like I like I fought Higa Machado. I fought, I fought. The, I had a really tough week. I had um my my some my quarterfinal match was against uh can't remember, Roberto Traven, and he ended up winning the absolute. But I fought Higa Machado, Saulo Ribeiro. So it was like. I didn't know who any of these guys were, which was like a blessing, but um, so I sort of won the tournament, and I just walked outside, and it was just like, oh, like this, uh, like uh, albatross is off my neck, finally, you know what I mean, like I finally, you know, finally succeeded or whatever, but I thought, no, I remember on the plane ride home, I thought, now if it crashes, I can, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Cause I, I feel better. But by the time I landed, I was always, I was already stressed. I was like, man, every now next year, everybody's going to be out for me. I really got to train. I really got to like get to this next level that I, so it was like, it was like lived a couple hours and I was already back to like being hard again. So.
1: Now when you talked about human, his gifts as a, as a trainer, how he prepared you for that. Now with ATT, you know, you get a different flavor of another, you know, one of those geniuses in Ricardo Laborio. And one thing we haven't yet mentioned, you you know, you've been around the world so many times. You've touched other genius trainers. Like I. you, you had some time with uh, early team Quest, which means team like quest. Robert Follis, maybe Rico Ciparelli, some of those guys there. Talk, talk about some of the differences and what makes each one of them unique. Oh, no. He'll be back. He'll come back.
2: Yeah, we got to – we're taking a lot of his time. Let's hit him with the ADCC questions. Yeah.
0: Jeff, you back? Well, I don't – so Matt Hume is the best coach um, ever just because he's self-trained himself. I mean, he's like a kickboxing champion. He's like knows Pancration. He knows jiu-jitsu. He knows wrestling. I mean, he he wrestled in college a little bit. Like, so – like he's like the master of everything um and, he, and then he knows how to put it together in a fight you know what i mean like he can like switch he can be muay thai and then all of a sudden he's wrestling you and then all of a sudden he's he's got your ankle it's like it's crazy like how he trans his transitions is is what makes him special like being able to transition and teach you how to transition That's that's the difference between him and um and informally prepared he's just like he you think you're going to win like, you think you're going to win, and he prepares you to, to do that. Um, you know, I remember like Team Quiz going down to Team Quest sometimes, going up to Matt's, and like Team Quest was great. There wasn't a better room at that time for getting, you know, I come down there, Matt Lindland, Couture, Hallman, Henderson. Down, Dan Henderson, I mean, Chelsea, um, like almost all in the same room. Like, and we'd go like um, 10, five minute goes like with a different partner, okay, five minutes. And what I, what I liked about this training was you went 100%. The, the strikes weren't 100% with the little gloves on, and you could punch, kick, everything. You didn't hit 100%, but you you wrestled, you submitted, and you hit, I mean, you had some contact. So it was like you didn't, you didn't walk out of there hurt, but I'm, can you imagine going like, 50 minutes of hard like like you're in a fight training with like that with oh I went with Couture and now I went with Matt or with Dan Henderson and now I went through uh, like Cho Son and now I went yeah. so Robert Robert was a great coach to preparing you too. um he, great guy great coach um but you know of course I'm biased but the, you know the America top team and man what what makes them so great is they got guys from every different aspect so I remember first it was like Conan and Martin, uh, Marcelo Severia, And they were like, five, so Marcelo's like a jiu-jitsu guy. Conan's like, had like, did some fighting. Um, but they're basically jiu-jitsu guys. And they brought in boxing. They brought in like the wrestling guys. They brought in like the conditioning guys. They brought in like all the guys um, that can help you prepare to win. Like, so you have, like you you go in, there's never been a better preparation for a fight than when you're with American Top Team, and they they brought in the tough guy. I mean, look at all the guys that are down there now. It's crazy. Every time I go there, there's somebody, three or four new guys, you know. And the guys are going there now to train there because it's such a good camp. Um, and all the guys get along so good. That's like the big. It's like really, really, like a team, man. Like it, like a team isn't even the word. It's like a family. And I know it gets the word that gets kind of thrown around, like oh, we're family, but it's really like a family. There's no added. There's no you know, you're fighting with like Amanda Nunez, one training or like one go. And then you're going with like a, another UFC fighter. And then you're going with some guy that's been training for three, three weeks. You know, it's like, like, there's no, there's no uh, like a chip on your shoulders. No, or, you know, everybody's like, hey, hey, yeah." everybody wants everybody to do well. There's no jealousy. Um, you know, I mean, where else can you walk in from the street, join a club or join a team you know, it's just like some, you know, after work better activity. You'd be training with some of the best guys or be in the room with some of the best guys in the world or, and women in the world. So um, that that's kind of sets it apart.
1: So now we talked a little bit about protesting and nudity and stuff like that. I'm going to take you back to Abu Dhabi. Now, you went down to Brazil. This is 2003. Now, as you mentioned, when you get to the quarterfinals there, you're in the money and stuff. But before that, you take yeah. a loss. You go home with nothing. And yeah. you got Salo Ribeiro, another champion. Talk about how that match played out and talk about your memories of it.
0: So um, my first – so I was in the um, – in, in my tournament or in my weight class, I fought Pedipano. That's the first time I fought Pedipano. And I lost. Like, he, did, he beat me. I think he won by event, but like, or I got a point, whatever. He beat me. He outclassed me. I was like, I was just pissed off at myself. And so I did the absolute, now the absolute, I'm just fired up. I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. Like I'm going. So I I get solid first round and man, I, like without how you can't with, with beating someone's ass without scoring a point (laughs) is what I did for like 10 minutes. We went overtime. I did it. And I did an overtime in 10 minutes. I mean, I was like, like shooting, throwing him off the mat, snapping him down, everything like crazy. And then he, I mean, he even pulled guard, like pulled guard. Like he kind of did a half shot and then pulled guard, you know, so he wouldn't get the minus. And man, I was like almost passing his guards. Well, he just like quit doing that because it's like, man, this guy's like past, like almost passing my guard. So we just kept on the feet. And at the end, we went into overtime one time and they, they raised his hand. And I was like, man i i couldn't believe it like i could i just went nuts like i just i shook his hand he had nothing to do with it shook his corner's hand and then when i went yelled at the ref and then i like like was walking out of the rink and i just so i just took off my shorts and threw them into the stands and um so they were gonna they're gonna i heard like i didn't know this at the time but so i walked into the walking into the locker room they're coming to arrest me like the um, like the plea of the security guys or take me away or something. I don't know what they're gonna do. And my mm-hmm. my coach, Marcelo, um they were coming together, he just said, What are you guys doing? He goes, he's speaking in Portuguese, of course. He's saying they he goes, they just fucked him. They just fucked him like, when you get fucked, of course you gotta be naked. So they like <laughs> so <laughs> why, why <do> you... <laughs> so yeah, yeah so that's that was
1: now you you mentioned earlier uh, Jean de Rivera and Salo, so obviously there's a rivalry there. Um, talk about them and and some of like like let's name a top three of the grapplers you faced
0: because you you faced them all. Wow. Um, so I mean, so Zandi's Zandy's more like I always felt more in danger with him. You know, I felt I felt more like at risk. And like, he was more dangerous. Um, I never felt, I never felt like, for example, when I fought uh, Salo in 99, I beat him in the finals at some point in this 40 minute overtime match. He got a triangle on, but it was like on the end of, like like right on the edge of the mat. So he went back in and I like, I gladly put my arm back into the triangle so he could get it. So I could get out again. Like I I had zero fear that I was like, he could do anything with Zandi zandy i i never felt um comfortable i just never didn't he did, you just never feel comfortable with him because he's always he's moving he's he's fast he's you know um and this doesn't mean this doesn't take anything from solo he's i uh, Solo, him he's just as much as sandy it's just it's just i think it's just a style you know style and, and a little
1: bit of the size too i think too so, you yeah know. the
0: size of course yeah yeah he's smaller um you, you earlier in the interview, I'm going to let you get
1: back and mention your guys, but earlier in the interview, you mentioned an Abu Dhabi legend to me, and that was Mark Robinson. Talk about that guy.
0: Wow. Um, so, yeah, so I fought him a match, and I, I was underneath him for this whole match in North Carolina to the, like, wow. the last 30 seconds, and I, I swept him, and I, I got the win. Wow. It was like five grand, five like five grand take winner takes all. And it was like the final. So I was like really happy. And so I got him in the finals of Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, OK, I beat this guy before. Um, and the match went basically the same way. But I, he wouldn't let me sweep him. And, um, you know, I went this, and he, it was just it came down to like a ref's decision. And then he got the decision. So I, can't, I, mean, I guess I can't complain, you know, because it's like I shot and he squished me. I pulled guard, tried to, tried to pass, couldn't pass. I tried to sweep him. I couldn't sweep him. So so who wins? Like, it could be, you know, flip a coin. So well, he is, was really strong. He was yeah, really what, strong.
1: You're uh, talking about a guy that Jeff just said he squished me. I mean, what is it? Right, what that's is it frightening. Doing? It's like, I could get squished. Jeff Munson doesn't really get squished. So, but go ahead. You got, you got two more. You owe me grapplers you didn't like to face.
0: Um... grapplers I didn't like to face. Um yeah, list is really short. Yeah. Cy, cyborg Cyborg was pretty tough. Um, okay. Cuz he got his he did that uh what do you call that? He put it, you know, you you you're in open guard, you put his legs over, you know, put his his feet down over his head and he still you know still can't pass him and stuff like that. So like for for a for a flexible guy, really really flexible, Gumby-ish kind of guy, he was really strong. You know, so it was like he's he's really and his wrestling was pretty good too. So he had pretty good wrestling. Um, he was really. His gym strong. is phenomenal.
2: He's got a phenomenal gym. Oh yeah, yeah. I was there one time, but
0: I was there so long ago that I'm sure it's changed and much better now. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good for him, man. Yeah.
1: Now, now you, saw, you talked about Kerr uh, back in Abu Dhabi. How, how formidable did you see him as a rival and and, and like as as a guy who really strutted his stuff there?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought. See that would have that would have been. I mean, I think when he won Abu Dhabi and I won Abu Dhabi the same year, he was heavy. I was light heavy. He was like 220, 221. I was like two seventeen. So that like, cause the weight class was like two, he was just barely, I just barely made it under and he was barely over. So that would have been a tough match. That would have been tough. Cause he, I mean, at that point he was, you know, at his prime, um, really good wrestler, obviously. Um, we just had, we had a lot of the same style at that point. So it would have been a, it would have been kind of a similar style. And I think it probably wouldn't have been super exciting. Um, like the fight, like if I were to fight Kerr in his prime and when I was in my prime, I would definitely want to try to win the fight on on the ground on, by a sweep or something like that. So I don't think, I think I, I'm like 100% sure my, like my jujitsu skills were always were better than his. After, at least after, you know, 99, where I actually learned jujitsu and stuff, but um, than his ever were. But, like, you're such a physical specimen, and, like, had we had such similar styles, you know, I think it would have taken the point to where I could play bottom game in order to beat him, so.
1: Okay. That's fair enough. Excellent. Now, I, I, when you lost early in Abu Dhabi, then you joined the Absolute that one year, as you talked about. But traditionally, you won your tournament. You skipped the, uh, the Absolute yeah. tournaments a lot. And I remember talking to you about it, and you said... That just the mental game of getting up for a tournament and and that whole thing you you want you were good for one you didn't want to do two talk about your memories of that do you regret not doing the the absolute
0: um I mean now I do because I can't I'm done fighting of course I want to get back out there but <laughs> I think like realistically um so I my game like I gr- it was a grind I mean not not a lot of them at least at Abu Dhabi with the V grabbing a lot of my matches ended by submission, but, um, a lot of, like most of my fights, like, like grappling matches at that level were not only going the distance, going into overtime, going into, you know, like grind, grind, grind. It was, man, I was, you know, I fought solid. That was a 40 minute match. I fought, uh, Hegan before that, that was a 20 minute match. I fought, you know, before that, I think I had like a one overtime. So that was a 20 minute match. Like, that's a lot. And then to to think about going into overtime um was tough. You know what I mean? Or I mean not overtime, but but like another whole tournament to get yourself up for um it was was pretty hard, especially like uh yeah, I was just like physically, bad. I mean I just I expended <coughs> I expended a lot more energy than most of the other guys just because due to my style, I think.
2: You know, Jeff. I I think also you don't want to be on the receiving end of a Marcelo Garcia type highlight reel. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're a heavyweight. You know, like you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But uh, no, and I I appreciate that. Another factor, because I remember now we're talking. I I was at the '99 Abu Dhabi's. Like this was your debut kind of thing, and I remember you flying home, and you had to lie down on on the floor of the plane because of. Chronic back problems that really, yeah. you 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 got the ninety close to ninety MMA fights, all these grappling fights with a really bad chronic back. At times, you needed chiropractors, uh, 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 shots. You know uh, uh, from the I found the name Nubane. Yeah, you know, other some type of shot or something to get you going. Um, <laughs> talk about the chronic back thing and how that affected you too.
0: Um. I mean, it was the issue. Um, I mean, I can, I can. It's pretty cool. I can honestly say, like, it's never affected me. Well, I, I can say it's never affected me in a fight. Uh, maybe because of adrenaline. Maybe because I warmed up enough. Maybe because of, and maybe after the fight it was sore. Maybe so like that. But I, I can never, I never. Like even when I won or lost or whatever, that I never can say. Oh, my back played a part in it, like grappling or fighting, like ever. So that was nice. Uh, but I remember, you know, that obviously that '99. So that's that was 22 hours back to Seattle, going through. I think uh, that's brutal. Yeah, go, go. We had one stop somewhere. Um, Holland or Germany back. or something. Yeah, well, where, where's the the. I really can't think of the city of Sin um Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah, it's Holland. usually Amsterdam. Yeah, it's Holland. Yeah. So but man, I remember in that so in that, that plane right. See now what I do in the plane is I go down on my knees. As soon as we take off, I go on my knees. I sit, I face the seat and just kind of put my belly and chest on it and just kind of hang over it and just kind of imagine
2: sitting next to him and he doesn't yeah. tell you he's gonna do that. And just but you know, his, I tell
0: you, I tell everybody. I go as we before we take off. I go, don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not sick. I'm not gonna throw up. But I'm doing this because my back hurts. Just so, just FYI, there's
2: <laughs> nothing so, in my duffel bag. There's no yeah, surprises. Yeah.
0: There's no surprises. No. <laughs> but in but in Abu Dhabi, man, I didn't, the, I didn't, I didn't realize I could, I would do this. or I was too embarrassed or whatever. So I remember <laughs> I went into the bathroom, and I was standing there for like an hour, two hours, you know. And, I, and then I'm like, fuck. So I walk out, and then the, then it's like turbulence, and I had to sit. And I'm like hurting. And I'm like fuck. So I went back in the bathroom where they couldn't, you know, they couldn't tell me to sit down. And I remember, like on the floor, I got on my imagine, like so, I got on my neck and put my feet up in the air, and so my my back,
2: and the a, upper and back bathroom floor, the
0: floor of, it's of piss. An airplane, it smelled like it, it smelled like piss. I mean, it made me like almost not thinking <laughs> about it. I mean, but my feet are up on the like up in the air kind of leaning like hanging on the counter my back is like because it's so tiny you know it's a fucking like airplane bathroom but i'm on i'm I'm laying on my back and piss on this floor just because i don't want to like i don't want to hurt my
2: back you know what i mean so it's jim are you are you not a germ phobe at all nah, not really <laughs> <laughs> it's a viking <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can't you can't be when you got when you're doing that shit. right? So, yeah, so right. it's like so you got to choose was your it, voice.
1: Was that your worst injury though? What, what was the worst injury you went through in all this stuff? Like,
0: um, so, um, I fought in, I fought in Korea, and got poked. Is actually the the week after I fought Alexander. So I fought. I fought in USA one. I went, no, I, I fought in Poland, won the World Grappling Championship, went to, um, no, beat, beat Alexander in Russia, then went to Poland, won the World Grappling Championship, the next week went to um, South Korea and fought and won this fight against some wrestler guy. Um, but in the last like 10 seconds of the fight, he threw a punch and it got, got poked in the eye. And I couldn't see, so I like freaked out, and so I like grabbed them and just kind of held on for the last ten seconds. So I won a decision, and but I couldn't see afterwards. And they, like they're just like, oh, you're, they put like literally some ointment on the on the outside of my eye. I'm like, man, I can't see. So on the way home, we had a twenty four hour stay in in Beijing, and because you need a visa, but if you have a plane ticket showing that you're you, 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 whatever you can, you can go into the city. So I took a time I went right to the hospital and, um, they, they looked, they go, yeah, you got to, you got to detach retina. Oh, wow. So they took pills. So I went, I went back to Russia and then I, from Russia I was going to stay in Russia for like a, a couple of weeks, but I took the next plan instead of going back to, or yeah, instead of staying in Russia, I went back to the us and the doctor saw it and eventually I had surgery um, and I could see light, a little like light, and kind of figures, and then they had they had to cut off the. Like, anyway, three surgeries later, I can't see out of my eye, so I'm like blind. So I so I fought like probably twenty times or something like that with one literally one eye, but obviously none none in the state, well, a couple of the states, but I had uh like smaller the- shows, yeah. Yeah, smaller shows. So then, so anyway, which have, eye is it? My this eye, left can you, eye.
2: Can is? Are you still having issues seeing out of it? No, oh, I'm blind. From 100 blind. Wow. wow, that's some Harry Greb stuff.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but then I had like a like a two bicep tears repaired. I had um, like the shoulder. The shoulder in a fight. The shoulder. Um, my tour had to have that repair, like, surgical repair, you know, the knee surgery, had um, to hip replacements, like, heart surgery, like, a bunch of stuff, so.
2: Wow.
0: So,
1: man, that is, uh, that's intense. Jesus. Well, Je- Jeff, we're coming up on three hours, and I want to keep man, talking, dude. you know? So, <laughs> I know, I know Mike yeah. does, too, but uh, wh- why don't we just go ahead and wrap it up, and you know okay. we'll just but wait, keep, wait, keep Jeff,
2: one answer. thing go mike do you have a message for dennis hallman that you'd like to say to him
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah i miss i miss him man i really i haven't seen him in a long long time so yeah i kind of miss i haven't i haven't been i'm you know i, I i'm it's hard to make it out there especially with the virus and stuff like that but yeah i miss him i hope he's doing all right oh um, that's awesome are you yeah, are you he's happy like one of those guys you always can when you you know what I mean? You have that connection with when you see them; it'll be like it was. Hey, yeah, you
2: guys, you guys exchange bodily fluids. There's without a question, of that, you guys are yeah. friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, but you happy in Russia overall? As we wrap up, like life, life treating you good. You married there, have a kid. You starting starting a life there. You happy?
0: Yeah. So what I so what I'm doing quickly is, um, the the governor of this region of the back back best region um invited me down here so i'm opening up um it's like the old ussr man we're we're opening up in all these great schools We're opening up uh, a Jeff Munson Grappling Academy. So it's part of their school. So after school, they have the option. They can do wrestling. They can do basketball. They can do swimming. Or they can do my academy. So I'll coach at some of the schools. But I'll have a coach at the ones that if I'm not there that day. So I want to do this. I'm in a city called UFA. And so um, we want to do this with like 25 schools here. And we just opened three. I've only been here like uh in this city a couple months so we'll open three we want to open like 25 and go on to different parts of this region so the goal is to bring it to every school in this this, this area like over a thousand schools and then um and then make a compet- com- competition team from the from the right you know because these guys are good wrestlers they they yeah early age. so we want to get the best guys um that that want to do it and say hey like, you on to train with us and you know, like be part of our team and stuff. And we do this for the kids, it's all for free, man. It's all for free. It's like really great. They, they, like, governor as uh, the administration, they just gave me a salary. And no matter if I have one school or 100 schools, so man, I just want to like to spread this all over and bring you know, grappling here. So yeah, it's awesome. like a like good, good kind of a dream
2: job, really. So awesome, man. Excellent. Awesome. Jeff. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, you for much. having me.
1: Definitely like I said, we're gonna we're gonna reserve the right to reach out to you again. But uh we're yeah, gonna no cut problem. it short here for you so that uh, you can begin your day. Thanks yeah, you very much. Yeah, for your
2: us. your wife is gonna kill you. I'd go to bed, man. Pretend like you yeah. still
1: have
2: it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yep, take All it right, easy, buddy. bro. Thank Big you. hug, Good. man.